Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal and to episode number 93. Uh, today I was... I don't know why I do that today thing, because I record this bit like on a today that isn't the same today as the day that I record. Anyway, in this episode you're going to hear me have a chat with Adam. Um, and it was really interesting to, to sit down and have a chat and hear a little bit about Adam's story, um, some of the stuff that he started to do with Time to Change uh, as a champion and what he's hoping to do in the future. Uh, we talk a little bit about some of his fundraising as well, so if you want to find out a bit more about that, we mention it towards the end of this podcast, uh, and there's also a couple of links in the description as well. So if you want to find out about Adam's fundraising and some of the stuff he's doing there, definitely go to check that out. Uh, a big thank you again to Adam and to all of the guests that have been coming on to the podcast. And as we get closer to episode 100, I really am blown away by how many people have come on to the podcast and spoken so openly and honestly about their experiences. So a big thank you to all of those people. A big thank you to you guys for continually listening to the podcast, for downloading, uh, for sending comments, for saying that you're uh, interested, that you enjoy hearing the stories and you can resonate with some of them as well. So thank you so much for the feedback you have been given. Uh, at the moment, we haven't really done like a review or pushing uh, likes and subscribes and stuff like that Uh I don't know, I guess a lot of you in my mind kind of tune in for a couple of the episodes depending on who the guests are, so it doesn't always seem quite as relevant to do that, I'm not sure. Again, I don't know what your thoughts are, I don't know if you listen to all of the episodes or you just listen to a couple, um, so it'd be interesting to kind of get some feedback from you guys on that as well. So here we go, I'm just going to drop you straight into the episode with Adam. Uh, just before I do that, I know coming up very soon is Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, and I do want to be doing some stuff around the week, but also this whole month. Uh, so May uh, is also kind of, I don't know, I, I'm not really on board with the whole month thing. It's, it's too long. Uh, but I think this month is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, there doesn't seem to be too much going on. And I think that's because it all goes towards uh, the Mental Health Awareness Week which for me is a lot more focused uh, and a, a much better idea. Uh, I know I'm doing a lot of stuff at work, so at the mental health charity that I work for, uh, we're looking at engaging with the local community and things like that. So I'm really kind of thinking about uh, if I've got time to do something with the podcast, that would be really cool. Uh, if not, uh, I am going to be involved with one or two different campaigns that are going on uh, around... Uh, next week, which next week is Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, so do look out for those. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say too much about them. Uh, I want to leave those to the guys that are leaving, the, uh, leaving that are leading those campaigns. I also want to say a big thank you to Rob. We're going to talk a little bit more uh, about Rob in another episode uh, and the Stop Suicide campaign. So uh, look out for an episode. Uh, with Rob that'll be coming up hopefully very soon. Uh, but for this episode, for episode 93, I'm going to drop you guys straight into, it's not really straight into now because I've talked for a couple of minutes, that was a bit sneaky wasn't it? Uh, I'm going to drop you into the episode with Adam so you can hear a little bit more about Adam's story. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> oh dear, cheeky little promo at the start of the episode. It feels really interesting for me actually because... Um, you're, I think, the third person, possibly, that I've spoken to uh, on the podcast where it's kind of been more someone else, I think, has mentioned the podcast or coming on to you, and then we've kind of started talking from that. So it's been, like, through somebody yeah, else, yeah. I think, which is really interesting. I don't know kind of how that initial conversation cropped up. Yeah, I can't remember who it was who told me about it, but, yeah, someone recommended it, so then... I wanted to um, get involved and, you know, um, have a good chat with you about it. I think it's, for me, it's quite interesting. I think, I don't know if it's going to link into, we're going to talk about time to change in a minute, but I think having that network of people, I guess, that talk about mental health and people that are prepared to sort of share their story and resources and stuff is really interesting. I think especially at a time when 
we struggle so much with some of the, I guess, the professional services sometimes. We yeah, struggle to exactly. get access to those. And then, so it's really cool to see this sort of side of the, I guess, like a community or just people that are prepared to sort of share um, different yeah. things that work and different things they've done. And I don't know how much that sort of maybe fits into some of the stuff that has led you to not just come on the podcast, but think about or start to get involved yeah, it's definitely to change as well. helped me um, engage more in conversation about it. You know, seeing other people who've been able to share their experiences and stuff, I think. And then, um, obviously, I got into contact with you, so that's, um, I think it's a positive thing. The more people that can talk about it, the better. Um, and has that led you to also, I know you've started to do stuff with... Um, with time to change is that the first uh, kind of thing that you've done that's involved uh, sort of talking about mental health uh, yeah really I mean I've tried I started with like talking about on social media a little bit but yeah and when I saw other people recommending it I thought oh, I'd you know get involved with it myself and mm. see what it's like that's very cool so what so what was the kind of the starting process for the stuff with time to change? Like you said uh, about other people sort of talking about it, you've started to talk about mental health on social media. Um, how did you kind of discover or come across time to change? Uh, I think, yeah, I think it was originally social media. I think someone else who I saw was a champion and I, I just had a look on the website and just signed up from there and it's just come to this now and I've, I've gradually got a bit more involved of my, um, you know, regional coordinators and stuff and mm. people who work locally. So it's given me a lot more information. So have you, um, you've also met like the regional coordinator or spoken to them? Yeah, I've, I've met them a few times now and we've, um, we're in contact quite regularly now talking about different ideas and mm. different projects we can you know to raise more awareness that's really cool because i think that's the thing that's maybe slightly different i guess to some of the other projects i've seen where they have sort of people volunteers or storytellers involved with time to change having those regional coordinators and really investing time in kind of mentoring or training um their champions as they've gone along the process as well i don't know having just started do you feel like that's already started to happen for you? Yeah, I feel like it's it's. Um, I've made a lot of progress in a short space of time in terms of the opportunities that I can see are out there, and you know, different things that I can I can be doing, even if it's you know just ideas that I can think of myself and plan. Mm. But um, yeah, the people have been very helpful since I started so that's that's been good that's really cool to hear I don't know um if you're happy to share some of your story as well and your experience with mental health and what's kind of led you to um talking about mental health online a little bit more and starting to get involved with time to change around some of their campaigns so yeah just I'm to hear a bit more about your story would be really interesting Adam yeah I'd be happy to do that um well, I suppose, firstly, it probably started during school. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm 18 now, so I think it was la the end of tw 2016, I left college and you know, I was in a bad place and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do in my life necessarily. So um, I think for too long in the past, I wasn't sharing with people how I felt, so... I decided it needed to change and, you know, I need to talk to more like-minded people about it because, you know, it's quite difficult um, opening up to the people closest to you. I think it's easier with people you don't know. Mm. So that's how I got into it initially. And especially as well with my age group, I don't feel like enough people talk about um, the mental health. So it was... That was the sort of idea behind it. I think it's interesting because I kind of, I have to admit, my 
um, I guess my impression of um, younger people now is that there are more people talking about mental health because that's kind of what I see more of and I guess that's because of the people I interact with um, yeah. and they are people that are uh, more um, vocal I guess about their experience um, to both previous and current um, but I do think it is important to recognise that there are still a lot of people that aren't in that situation and that are in classrooms, workplaces, wherever, we're actually talking about mental health is something that is very stigmatised. It is something that's very um, unusual, I guess, because it doesn't, it's not happening on a daily basis. It's not happening on a weekly basis. And um, you are potentially, I guess, seen as the odd one out if you suddenly start talking about, oh, I've been feeling particularly depressed or anxious or or however. Um, yeah. And I think that's quite important. We still recognise that, yeah, while there are more people talking about uh, mental health, actually there's a lot of people that, d- that still don't have someone around them. Um, yeah. And the important role that... Um, people like yourself can play in just talking and sharing their story as well. Yeah, I know from my own experience from from in school and in college, I saw from my with my own eyes that people were suffering, but I feel like a lot of the time those people were too reluctant to talk about how they were feeling, you know, through probably the fear of being judged and, you know, people not liking them anymore or just, you know, just changing their opinion of them. And the people, and the people that I've seen that have spoken out about it, because the other people don't have the same knowledge, they, they can't really understand it. So it's it's quite a difficult situation. I think, yeah, like you said, it can be difficult as well. And then you you start to get into that, I don't know, that almost that situation of within your 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 class or your college or wherever you are, that oh, if there's two or three of you that are affected by something. Well, yeah, you've got that thing in common, but actually, just as people, maybe you don't like each other. Like, that's quite yeah. just because you've got something in common. It doesn't mean oh, you're going to be best buddies. And I think again, it's that assumption yeah. that um, oh, you've got one thing in common, so you're you're going to get along. But yeah, it's like we say, it's, it's getting those additional people to be aware. It's making people feel more comfortable. And yeah. I don't think everyone has to talk about mental health. But I do think everyone should feel able to. Yeah, you shouldn't be judged for just talking about how you feel. Um, Like so many people are. And and like you say, that's why a lot of people just don't, because they just don't want the the backlash that they might face of other people. I think so. And I think whether they... it's, It's even got to the stage, I think, where it's it's almost not about whether they would get backlash or they wouldn't, but it's about the fact that they feel like they would. And that's where we need to look at um, how do we encourage, how do we provide environments where people feel comfortable to talk about. um, Yeah, because with the way a lot of people are feeling, they just don't feel comfortable doing a lot of things. So just expressing themselves is something that can be, you know, very difficult we need to make that a lot easier, I think. What kind of things, like, I'll be interested, like, what kind of things do you think would have been useful, I guess even now, what would be useful now or what would, maybe would have been useful, like you say, a couple of years ago as well? I feel like, um, you know, from in the news recently, they're trying to make, they're trying to make mental health education compulsory in schools, aren't they? And, Things like that. I know from and I know from my experience through school and through college, the support I the support I got wasn't up to scratch. I don't think so. I think having services in all schools and colleges would certainly help people. You know, somewhere where they can where they can go and just talk about how they're feeling when they're not when they're not feeling up to it. Basically, do you think? Um... Do you, especially because we've kind of started off with that idea that actually our the professional services are 
strained, I guess. Uh, and yeah, I can definitely say that from experience. Do you do you think? Um, like yes obviously more professional services or more accessible professional services would be great um but are there maybe some services or something that could be done that wouldn't necessarily be i don't know not be professional sounds really bad but um (laughs) maybe something that isn't like uh i guess like a doctor a nurse a practitioner whatever what kind of things maybe would have been useful for you to hear or experience? Or... Yeah, I know, I know from recent as well through um, starting with Time for Change, I've got involved with a local support group in my area. So I feel like um, groups like, you know, where people can, you know, meet up and just talk about what they've experienced and, you know, do different things that they enjoy and just somewhere they, where they can go and escape and just enjoy themselves basically I think I think yeah I think it's really interesting hearing different people talk about some of those like the groups or activities and things like that that goes on um, and I, I, I really can't tell in my head how like do I think those are really important because they are important or do I think they're really important because of the strain on our professional services and it's like a supplement to it? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, same as you. I, I've, there's a couple of groups near me that do um, a lot of great work with um, local residents and workers around mental health, but it kind of feels like, oh, it's left to people that... Um, it's left to people that aren't professionals. It's left to people that are... Um, yeah. have suffered in the past or still suffer with uh, a mental health illness and are trying to provide stuff for other people, which again is really, really good. Um, but I, yeah. yeah, it's just trying to work out exactly where, it, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it. Um, Ideally we'd have more funding in the services, but you know, it's good to have variety, isn't it? Cause mm. sometimes these different groups can work better for some people than what, you know, seeing a professional would. So it's just, I suppose it's just about trying different things and having, you know, a variety of options for people to to go for, basically. And I guess, like you say as well, it sort of fits in with the um, the time to change stuff and how that starts to come along with working with people to provide them with additional skills, more coping strategies for their mental health, uh, and providing those kind of proactive things that you can kind of do you can work with other champions or you can go and do something by yourself and you're working alongside especially like you say you've got your regional coordinator as well as i feel like that just the whole hub of the time to change stuff that's there um to go out and talk to people about mental health and mental health illnesses and well-being and um your own experiences and i think that's a really cool thing and we're starting to see a little bit more of that in different areas. I think the stuff that definitely the stuff yeah. that time to change that um, mind and rethink are, are doing, uh, I think is really interesting. And we're starting to see a lot more, not necessarily a lot more of that. That's wrong. I think probably we're seeing a lot more coverage of what they're yeah. doing. And that's very important, isn't it? With, with the rise of social media and stuff, a lot of, um, it's changed a lot in the way people see information, isn't it? So um, mm. certainly through showing people online, that's the best way to, to get coverage. And especially when I started interacting with other, you know, people that have gone through similar issues, you know, you can gain the most advice and you can learn how to cope better a lot of the time online rather than, um, what you could do you know years ago when the internet wasn't around and stuff Mm. and i think there's a lot from uh we've both spoken about some of the the stigma or the reluctancy to talk about uh mental health in um i can't really say real world because you can't see me doing the little air quotes and Real world sounds a bit weird as well now. Um, but I guess in in our physical worlds, um, it can be more difficult to talk about mental health. And we've seen kind of that conversation actually um, 
grow a lot more through social media and online platforms and do you feel like that's something you feel a lot more comfortable with sharing um yeah because i feel like social media it feels more confident doesn't it because if you share your opinion with someone and they don't necessarily agree that you don't have to you know you don't have to face them you don't have to you know necessarily interact with them again you can just you can find people who are supportive and mm. you know you can just work from there yeah if it all goes horribly wrong and somehow you have a massive disagreement like you say it's not like you've got to sit down and study or work with them the next day um, yeah and I also think like you've started to touch on is finding those uh, people that do have kind of a similar outlook to yourself or experience or yeah. a, a willingness to discuss mental health and being able to to do that online I think means that you just open up the opportunity so much more when I think of the the different places around the country um I phrased that completely wrong <laughs> that when I think of the people and where they live or work around the country like I would have never met those people otherwise that the yeah, the people internationally exactly. that were spoken to and I'm sure you're the same especially through the stuff you do of time to change you're in contact with people that you just you wouldn't have met you wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet and to talk to and yeah without um sharing my story online and stuff I would have never got in contact with people you know across the country because obviously I wouldn't see them so um you know sharing it online means you can access people you wouldn't usually speak to so you know that's that's a great benefit you know just speaking to people of you know different backgrounds different countries and that sort of thing mm. do you feel like that experience of uh, kind of talking online and, and getting involved with um, some of those mental health conversations. Do you feel like that's had a like a has it had a positive and negative effect on you, or has it had any effect? I think it's had probably a bit of both, to be honest. And um, I mean, it's as you could probably appreciate a lot of the time when you know you're feeling at your worst and stuff. If you if you receive a message off someone, you know, just even if it's just something simple like asking how you are or you know just someone telling that you telling you that you hope you're okay mm. that's that makes a you know a massive difference although it might not seem like a big thing but yeah i think more positive than negative but sometimes interacting too much you know looking at other people that can impact negatively you know if you see it's probably a bad thing but you know looking at other people and thinking you wish you had what they had or you know that sort of scenario yeah i don't know whether that's something you've experienced yourself but, i think um, you're right and i think it's really important to kind of recognize the positive and the negative as well um yeah. because there it's is balance yeah and being able to appreciate like I think just acknowledging acknowledging the bad stuff makes it not as bad um, and acknowledging the good stuff yeah. means that you do actually sort of appreciate do you know what actually yeah like there's some real positive stuff in there and it's a good practice for other things as well so if you're feeling like oh man today's been absolute crap actually you can be a bit more reflective and go yeah do you know what maybe 80% of today was rubbish but there was 20%, yeah. I did do that one cool thing and that was really good and um, I think that's a good mindset to get into but yeah seeing the, seeing the advice of other people go through the same thing helps mm. you because then it makes you think oh I'm not the only one going through it and you can get through this like other people have, have done before Definitely. and it's good to know you know you're not the only one feeling this way a lot of the time I do because it's I that's really it's that phrasing as well is I find really plays on my mind because I think I know I know I'm not the only one affected by this I totally know that but it doesn't stop you feeling like you are I don't know yeah. if that makes it the the knowledge yeah, and the exactly. thought are very different yeah because sometimes when I've expressed how I'm feeling to other people you know 
they say the generic things like you know there's people much worse off or mm. you know that you're not the only one or those sort of things but that that does the opposite of help you that sort of just frustrates and you know doesn't doesn't really make a difference and that's also stuff that we've We've already thought that. <laughs> I've already thought there are people worse off than me, and so I shouldn't be worried, and it, I should just get over it. But I'm still worrying about it. It's still making me feel shit. Yeah, no, um, no matter how many times someone says that to you, it doesn't doesn't change, you know, your mindset. So yeah, um, I think it is that. Um, I guess it comes back to it's opening the conversation up and. If if the conversation isn't happening, then you do end up with people that are just like, well, well, I told so and so to like get over it, and then a couple of weeks later they were over it. <laughs> they went over it. They just stopped talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just because people are not talking about it doesn't mean you know they're not feeling bad. It just might mean they don't want to talk about it or. Mm. You know they're having a bad day. Yeah, and I, I think mean, yeah, because just because you you know you look okay, it doesn't necessarily mean you are. Yeah, and that kind of nicely brings us back to the the social media stuff and how we can, like you say, you spend a lot of time on there and you see other people um, with like perfect lives or even people um, that maybe they've got stuff that you know, you know oh so and so struggles with whatever. Um, but actually, look, they've gone out and done, uh, they've done the London Marathon and they've done this and they've done that and they're doing loads of stuff and, like, I'm sat here writing this thing that no one's ever going to read and it's easy, I think, to kind of get down even when you look at some of the other people that are doing stuff and yeah. be like, oh, what I do doesn't matter and I think sometimes then that's when you've got to come back to that kind of recognise the positive and the negative of it and be like, okay, maybe the negative is that that other person is doing loads of stuff. Um, But the positive is that they're out there talking about this mental health stuff and they're doing a lot of good work. Positive is also that I am doing these other things um, and that's really good and that's just as important. Uh, Yeah. And I think, I don't know about for, for you or other people, but I also... I really like to remember that at the very lowest percent, 50% of what I do, I do it for me, um, if not more than 50%. um, And I'd like to think it's not because I'm selfish. (laughs) It's just because I enjoy, I enjoy the, the sitting down and talking to people and hearing about their stories and their thoughts. I enjoy um, doing some of the blog stuff um, and to some extent, I, I need to do that for my own mental health um, yeah. to kind of get it out and process yeah. that and and write it or or sit down and have a, a talk with someone and say, um, okay, let's talk about like relationships um, and how we struggle with them. Let's talk about work and how it's really difficult to keep up your appearance. And um, I need that for me. Uh, and I think yeah. sometimes it's really important to acknowledge that and the stuff that you do is beneficial for you and it's okay to say that yeah when when you're suffering with your mental health it's so so important to cling on to the things you enjoy isn't it so um you know a lot of the time other people have too many opinions and they should just you know you've got to live your own life and enjoy it at the end of the day haven't you so i know like for you doing this podcast and writing blogs and stuff that's Mm. You know that's what you enjoy and stuff. And from my experience, I mean, um, sharing what I've been through and helping other people helps me too. So mm. that's something. You know, not only I'm a benefit in other people, I'm benefiting myself. So that's why I've started to do what what I do. Mm. That's very cool. And I think we can sort of kind of follow that up as well. I guess we've spoken a little bit about how you started to get into the the time to change stuff and i guess for us to hear a little bit more 
about maybe what you'd like to do with some of the time to change stuff and yeah um i know you've got other stuff going on as well that would kind of lead up to as well but maybe if, yeah um uh, yeah let's just talk uh, we'll talk about all of it um what sort of stuff have you kind of got in mind for for the things that you want to do with with times change um and just i guess me- general mental health activities and stuff yeah i know um i don't know whether you've seen it online recently it's i think it was a message on was it on bmats or something from time to change oh yes i um, saw stuff this morning yeah, was, which isn't going to make sense to anyone listening to this because it yeah, um, <laughs> but we <laughs> <laughs> to anyone that was listening, it was basically a message, you know, of how to support your friend who's going through bad mental health, you know, and just, you know, giving the best advice. So through through seeing that, you know, via social media, it gave, it gave me the idea. I was thinking I got in touch with my regional coordinator earlier today and I was, you know, I was wondering if I could get my own resources, you know, to make, you know, something similar and... Mm you know, put them in public places, you know, to get the message out there further, basically. Yeah, because I think they were like, um, did there used to be an extra person around the table or is someone from your group missing or something like that? And yeah. Checking in with them. Um, basically, reach out, you know, when you think someone's not being their self and just be there for them mm. in the time of need. And I think it's been quite interesting that they there's been more, I think I would say, in the last sort of nine to twelve months, um around kind of the male mental health side. Um and I yeah. think the BMS game more coverage, of, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. What does it feel like as as a young guy kind of coming through now that's gonna be, I guess, um either continuing your education or, or going into the workplace um, or doing whatever you're doing, what does it feel like kind of growing up now and being in that, in that experience of being a young guy affected by mental health? I feel, I feel like it's, I feel like it's gradually improving. Like we've well, seen, you know, campaigns like project 84 and, you know, th- things like encouraging more men to talk, talk about it. But I feel like the, the stigma of it still remains a lot of the time because I know from my own experience when I've spoken out you know some people have you know almost you know judged me for just showing emotion just because they think it's not a male thing to do and you should just you should just keep quiet and I think that that attitude needs to needs to change I think like you say it's one of those things that's we're seeing kind of gradual change, but there's yeah. still so much that needs to happen. And I know I spoke to, um, oh, who did I talk to the other day? We were talking about, um, I think it was when I was talking to Lee and we spoke about the stuff that Karma doing and, and Project 84 and um, yeah. the, the visual style that they've gone for with the recent um, suicide awareness stuff as well and yeah. how that's kind of for some people and other people are against that sort of style of presenting that information but I think that the for me the most important thing is that actually it's got more people aware it's got more people talking and uh, it does direct people to to information and encourages them to start to talk about um not just mental health but male mental health as well which is something yeah the more people you you can engage in conversation about the topic you know the better so it can uh, it's not going to be you know an overnight thing it's going to take a while for you know for people to feel completely comfortable about especially men you know talking about how they're feeling so I think so, and I think uh, uh, particularly for me, when we are talking about um, suicide and a male suicide, it is really important to be aware of um, that is in my mind a almost completely preventable death. Uh, yeah, it's looking at how we create the opportunities and ensure that they stay there for people to 
open up and talk about their experience and making sure that other people are, are kind of comfortable to ask those open questions to hold that space and hold the conversation and and give people a chance to talk and um how like some of the groups and the things that we talked about earlier how it's so important that there's so many people that you can talk to you don't need to have a professional you can hold a conversation around mental health with your friend it doesn't yeah just someone that's there you know that like a shoulder to cry on because mm. you know for you to feel that low you know to commit suicide you there's got to be you know a serious lack of support and you know um it's important that everyone has someone they can talk to and you know so they don't feel alone mm. and i've noticed you know from cases that have been in the news you know of people committing suicide the most tragic thing is the fact the conversation is about suicide is most often in the news you know when someone has actually done it rather than before so I think it's important to talk more about you know to prevent rather than you know discuss people who've actually gone through with it Mm. yeah Uh, yeah I don't think I've ever really had that kind of um discussion I guess of the, the idea that if someone has a, attempted suicide that really shouldn't that at the very least, at the very last point surely that should be a prompt for look, we need to yeah. start talking there's something going on and oh, and action only seems to be taken a lot of the time when someone has actually done it, whereas it should mm. in hindsight be done before someone carries that out you know, they should be given suitable support and I don't know if a lot of the time these people are not giving it yeah I don't know if you've seen there's been a few um, uh, mental health campaigners that have spoken in the last few sort of weeks or months about they've been to uh, professionals to seek support um, and they've been told that basically unless you have a, uh, a suicide plan that there's not really anything we can do for you almost to say yeah. Oh, we can only intervene at this point. And, yeah, I know. Um, um, I just, oh, I despair because it's like, oh, we're going to wait until your house is on fire before we talk about how to make it safe from fire. I'm like, what are you going on about? Yeah, and it's, I completely get where you're coming from, like, so I know I've had, um, when I was initially referred, you know, to start therapy and stuff, I know I had an assessment and, you know, I went into the assessment and thought, you know, you know, hopefully it'll go well and then I got a letter saying I'd, I'd got no you know you get points on like a system for yeah. anyone that's and I got you know I got no points and you, you have to get a certain amount and for me to have you know even passed this assessment I would have had to like you say been verging on with a suicide plan so it's mm. you know people are not taken seriously when you know they're feeling rock bottom basically and I think that's where it comes back to this idea of of being able to talk about mental health and uh, the different ways that we maybe treat that and the education... Oh, we could go on about the education system. Um, but I think that's where all of the work that um, Time to Change and, and Champions and you guys sort of start to do with some of the independent things that you'll do as well, uh, I think is really important and uh, can't, it just can't be overlooked because it's almost like the main thing that's happening now. Uh, yeah. But I know you're also involved in some other stuff that's going on as well. I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about um, some of the other challenges and activities and things that you've got planned. Well, um, in just over three weeks' time, I will be climbing Snowden for in Aiden Mine so yeah it's fast approaching and I'm quite nervous so <laughs> yeah um, yeah the closer it gets the more nervous I get each day I think so what kind yeah. of um, how did you come up with that as a challenge initially um, well yeah it's quite people who I've told about this before, you know, they, they sort of don't believe me when I tell them. But um, <laughs> I think basically I was I was I'm a, I was talking to a friend one night. Um, she's 
she's doing a she's doing the Manchester 10k in memory of her mum also for mind mm. and I was just asking her about it and I was thinking I wanted to do a similar challenge so you know she directed me to the mind website I looked at the challenges and within 10-15 minutes I was booked on a challenge so <laughs> Yeah, that's the story. um, (laughs) It was quite quick, really. It was very unexpected. It was just one night on my laptop at my dad's house, and it was just Uh all booked from there. So it all kind of happened within like a half hour window. Yeah, it really did. (laughs) There was no no prior planning. It was yeah, it was very spontaneous. Oh, that is. Do you know what? It's a very short story, but it's it's still a pretty decent one. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, I, I wanted to do something, you know, where I could, you know, something big and quite extravagant and mm. where I could really, you know, make a point about talking about mental health and just, you know, getting people to look at my fundraising page and, you know, possibly you know encourage other people to do similar things i think that's the thing as well isn't it like you mentioned earlier with um like maybe not feeling like we're doing enough or other people are doing more and that sort of stuff and um i spoke to someone i think a couple of weeks ago and they were sort of saying oh i did i did this fun run and i sort of raised 30 pound and it's not really a lot and i was like yeah but the thing it's first off well done (laughs) um like you've signed up you've done it You've raised thirty pound. That's thirty pound more than what they had before, and also you can't measure how many people that you've encouraged to maybe go yes. and do some other sort of fundraising, or maybe to come forward and ask for support, or attend a local group or service or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, that's the th- that's the thing you never find out, you know, from mm. from just sharing something you're going to do you're not sure the impact it's had on other people so you can never underestimate that I suppose I think that's that's a powerful thing and that's why I think personal stories are so um, important and they're so valuable and people connect with them and it it might be that they say oh I'm, uh, I can't afford to donate or whatever but actually through seeing what you're doing that might inspire them to um do something in one or two years time and they might raise a, a couple of hundred quid well yes they've raised a that cycle, couple of hundred quid because you gave them the inspiration in the first place so i think that's a big part of it as well and again i guess it's that we always get caught in the negative oh why didn't i raise more why didn't i uh, like yeah but you, you did raise something you did do it and you have you definitely have inspired other people as well um, yeah, it's it's cliched, but yeah, every every penny counts, you know, because mm. you know it can make a massive difference to you know so many people. You know, once it's added all together from from me doing it, and there's plenty of other people doing this challenge, and all that money together, it's just it's going to make a big difference. Mm. That's really cool. So, what did you say in about three weeks' time? Uh, yeah, it's Saturday the 19th of May and it starts at midnight. It starts at midnight? What? Yeah, it starts at midnight. <laughs> Just when I thought, oh, it sounds adventurous. It, why, why are you starting at midnight? <laughs> um, I asked the same question, actually, on the first time now. But, um, yeah, I think the idea behind it is to um, reach the top by sunrise and then get down by like sort of just before midday so we can you know have lunch and i think that's the idea so it's it's i guess like you say it's for the summit time so you're up there for for, yeah yeah i think it's yeah to get there at sunrise you know depending on how fast i might walk and how tired i'll be (laughs) Um, yeah oh that sounds awesome though um so if people want to have a look at your um fundraising page um, where and how can they kind of get on board with that if they want to interact with you? Um, I know my fundraising page is on both my Twitter and Facebook pages. So my Facebook is just my name, Adam Howard, and my Twitter handle is at Adam Howard 2000. So anyone can access it via there. And 
you know, they can always message me if they want to find out any more details or, you know, they might want to donate or just any information they can access um, via my social media. That's cool. And have you got other stuff that isn't as me, isn't like in a couple of weeks that you maybe like want to do in the future? Are there things that you're thinking, oh, that'd be a cool personal challenge or stuff that you want to do with Time to Change or anyone else? Um, no, I'm also... <laughs> I'm also doing it um, with the support group I was telling you about before that yes. I've started um, attending. I'm also doing a, we're doing a, as a group, we're doing a sponsored walk down Blackpool Promenade in pyjamas. So. Oh, uh, wow. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be, should be fun anyway. I mean, it might be a bit embarrassing, but. What time of year are you doing that? Uh, I'm doing it the day before I do the track, actually. Oh, uh- <laughs> That's your preparation. <laughs> yeah, that's my preparation. So yeah. Um, what are you doing for your cold weather training? Well, I've got this plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, go so, down the beach with my mates in our pajamas. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I think there'll be a lot of people around, but yeah. Um, you know, the if you know, the best way to get the attention is you know through doing something like this. So um, yeah, the the, the group doing a great job i know from speaking to people who've um who organized the group it's you know it's got more people over time and you know it's helped a lot of people so um hopefully it can get more members on board through this walk and you know it can raise some money for i think it's for rethink so that's cool i hope you've scheduled yourself a little bit of downtime after that what will be an amazing couple of days experience with both of those and yeah i hope yeah that's the that's the idea um, yeah yeah it's going to be a busy week because obviously it coincides with mental health awareness week doesn't it so it's on it's all in that week so i've got plenty you're gonna um, be busy yeah i've got plenty of things to be doing during that week and getting up to <laughs> yeah I, I feel like you definitely need at least like a day <laughs> just to go oh my god yeah that's it <laughs> I think I'll be doing the challenge the walk on in pyjamas on Friday and then I'll pretty much be going home and going to bed because obviously I won't be sleeping on the Saturday night because it will be yeah. over midnight so all my sleep pattern will be will be messed up so jeez whoa that sounds very interesting but uh, like you say with time to change with um with the people that i've met and talked about it in terms of regional coordinators and other people i think we're planning a lot of ideas that we can get forward in the future and i'm uh posting stuff on the social media on the blackpool time to change facebook page you know to get more people talking about mental health generally and like say a plan of mine is to deliver more messages like the like the beer mats in public places yeah i think that's um an idea that i'm gonna run with and see where it takes me well i'd definitely be interested in maybe having a chat again in a couple of weeks time once you've done the two challenges and maybe come back and we do like a quick little recap and hear about how they've gone because i think they're i think yeah i think it'll be really cool i think the experience as well just for you will be really good um and it'll be interesting yeah to hear about those so i mean like i said it'd be cool to to get uh, a little bit of an update and we'll make sure yeah i would love to yeah i'll add in um to the description uh information about uh adam's uh fundraising and the stuff with time to change um and the links to uh the accounts you've mentioned as well so uh it's been really cool to talk to adam and to hear a little bit more about your story and what's been going on and um thank you so much for kind of sharing your experience yeah thank you for letting me uh, talk anyway it's been it's been enjoyable Oh, awesome. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. And I think yeah. if it, like I say, if you're happy to come back to hear a little bit more from you in a couple of weeks, we could do a little, like I say, a little catch up and hear about what those yeah. experiences have been like as well. So that'd be really yeah. cool. I'll be happy to. And 
you're a great host. So. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Just thought I'd add that in at the end. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely clip and that can be the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, was, that, uh, was that all kind of okay for you, Adam? Yeah, it was good. It was good fun. Yeah, I've got relaxed more as I got into it, and I feel like yeah, we had um, we had a good conversation. You're obviously easy to. You've got a lot of knowledge around the topic, so it's it's good to you know speak to someone with you know similar experiences and you can relate. Yeah, I think that I'm feeling. Yeah, I do think a lot of it is is us being able to start those conversations. I, I know. I do look at it a little bit simplistically that there's a lot more stuff that goes into it and yeah I get that but so much of it I think especially when you're talking about your experience um I, I, yeah I just think it's it's making people feel more able to talk and that for me it, it doesn't require professionals it is about empowering yeah. people and making sure people do feel yeah we can just talk about this and that's a big part of kind of what I like about the podcast and getting guys to come on, but yeah. like I said, sometimes it, there will come a day when you know when everyone can talk openly about yeah. the mental health, whether it's good or bad. Because obviously, not everyone goes through mental illness, but you know mm. we all have mental health, so yeah, exactly. It's good just to talk about how we're feeling through the good and bad times and not feel judged. Yeah, but and like you say you have good mental health as well and actually get away from yeah. the idea that, oh my God, those guys are talking about mental health. They're fucking weirdos. Like it might be, we're talking about something actually that's really cool. Like you might come out of that. Um, no, not you might, you will come out of that weekend. Absolutely buzzing and be like, oh my God, like I've achieved so much and I got to talk to different people and physically I've done a really cool challenge. That's yeah. going to affect your mental health um, and being able to talk about that I think is really important as well and recognising that yeah that's oh. the most important thing um, yeah if you're if you're happy to drop me a line or whatever once you've done your challenge or I'll try to remember in a couple of weeks time and give you a me- message and see if we can arrange um, another yeah, time I'd just have to. like a quick do like a yeah, little half hour chat or something yeah that sounds a great idea ace cool well have a nice rest of your evening and yeah, you uh, too. i look forward to talking to you again soon yeah thank you for that anyway cool. have a good night no worries you too adam bye bye <laughs>